Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, returning to the podcast under a different name, he is a Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner. Uh, one of the best up-and-coming runners right now. He's even improved more than when he was here last time. It's Don SR, formerly The Way to Don. How's it going, Tony? Uh, happy to be back. Welcome back, dude. Welcome back. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while. There's uh, a lot has changed since the last time I was here. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, your, your name being one of the big ones. <laughs> yeah, I finally uh, took the jump and got rid of uh, the rest of the way. So I, I finally found the way to Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I am just Dawn now. <laughs> just Dawn. Yes. <laughs> just Dawn. All Dawn all the time. Hey, glad to have you back. And we got a big headline of the week to start up with the show. Uh, we briefly talked about it last week as it hadn't happened yet, but it happened. The Pokemon Presents. Did you catch it live or did you watch it after the fact? I I don't know why, but like the night before, I completely forgot it was happening the next day. And then I woke up and I just saw so much on Twitter. And I was like, okay, I have to like go watch this right now before I get like spoiled on it. (laughs) Uh, It (laughs) was a good one. It was for 14 minutes. We got a lot. I'll I'll open it up with all the smaller news. First, Mm. the big thing that I think a lot of us were expecting that wasn't shown. No news on Pokemon Home. Nothing. No BDSP or Arceus update like they said they were going to add. Nothing on that yet. So we still do not have Pokemon Home accessibility into the previous two games. Which I'm a little disappointed it's still not implemented yet. Like it's month three of 2022. And they said it would be early this year that it would be implemented. Yeah, it is a little surprising, uh, especially since I think they didn't they say it was like shutting down or something or no, that's a uh, Pokemon bank. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's because of the whole uh, Wii U 3DS eShops getting shut down next year. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but Pokemon Home, the current one of basically the current modern bank of Pokemon still going on, but still no news on that. As for the other games in their mobile game world, Alola Pokemon are finally getting added into Pokemon Go. Uh, I think there's only one generation left currently of uh, Pokemon to add into that giant mobile game now. Uh, Pokemon Masters EX is having its 2.5 year anniversary celebration. You can get May with her Latias and a whole bunch of free stuff. And also challenge Victory Road now, which is kind of cool. I never played Masters at all, but I'm sure that Masters players are happy with more new content getting added into their game. Pokemon Cafe Remix is getting new missions and more special events as well. And in the crossover world of mobile and Switch games, Pokemon Unite has a special Victini event going on still, I believe. I don't know if it has happened or if it's ended already. Uh, but you can do some missions to unlock Victini by using a demo Victini. And they announced that the next 
unite Pokemon is Drowdon. And that's everything in the smaller department. In the bigger department for the main games, Oak's Letter is now available in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, meaning you can now legitimately catch Shaman, even though I know most of you out there have probably done the glitch to catch Shaman already like I have. Yeah, it was kind of crazy that they... I would have expected that they would have, like, not included Shaman in the game uh, before the letter. I would imagine, like, maybe the area still existed, but it's surprising to me that they left it, it just in the game. Uh, but it's kind of cool that people were able to get there early. But, yeah, <laughs> nice that you don't have to do all of that to catch it now. Yes, uh... Fun fact, actually, Darkrai's area, New Moon Island, is actually in the game. But unlike Shaman, Darkrai does not spawn without his event thing. So you can access New Moon Island, you just can't catch Darkrai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, those are in older versions of the game where you're able to do a lot of wacky shit. Because of how broken that game is. <laughs> very, very broken. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Shaman now legitimate. I haven't actually tried it yet to see if I can actually get to Shaman. Uh, let me know. I'm going to maybe check that out to see if it's possible to get a second Shaman now in that game if you use Oak's letter or if it just breaks the game. Yeah, I'm waiting for the YouTube video on what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll definitely look that up. And the bigger one, or for Legends Arceus, we got the Daybreak update for the game, adding new post-game content, uh, which included a new mechanic called Massive Mass Outbreaks which mass outbreaks are what were used to shiny hunt essentially in the game and also just spawn a lot of Pokemon in a one particular spot. Well, now they'll do that all over a specific area. And if you give a certain berry that was just added to Maze Munchlax, it'll show what those Pokemon can be. So you can go shiny hunt a lot more and possibly get some alpha shinies and all of those things. It also added a bunch of um, a new battle, uh, more battles, and a thing called the Path of Solitude, where it's essentially like um, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu's master battles, where you go find the master trainers and you use that one Pokemon that is your master you've mastered, and then you battle another Pokemon that's the same Pokemon, like an Eevee and an Eevee, or a Pikachu and a Pikachu, and you fight to be the better Pikachu or Eevee. And so you can do that with legit every Pokemon uh, in Legends Arceus, their Path of Solitude. It puts a little sticker in their Pokedex. For, so for those who want to legit do 100% everything with their Pokedex, uh, you now got to get a sticker for all the Pokemon and make like level 100 Magikarps and shit like that. <laughs> that's uh, that game is crazy to 100% to be completely honest yes it, it is a, a challenge even for completionists I would imagine I did the I did the standard just catch every Pokemon get all of them to rank 10 and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, that took me 65 hours and plus like every quest in the main game and all of that took me 65 hours daybreak added I think another 10 hours to the game for me to do all the new quests and some of the Paths of Solitude, because there are specific quests for the Path of Solitude uh, for, like, some of the weaker Pokemon. <laughs> so it is kind of funny. Uh, legit Magikarps. It's, it's a small spoiler, but it's kind of cool. Magikarp, you go up against a Voltorb. Uh, the Hisuian Voltorb of Grass Electric type, and you're like, oh, oh. shit. And Magikarp <laughs> can only know Splash. So what is, what is the point of this? Um, 
uh, Hisuian <laughs> Voltorb just uses self-destruct. So as long as you have a, a beefy HP and defense, you survive. That's actually really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. I love it a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what Daybreak added. Really cool. I still, I during my time playing it, didn't catch any shinies, which is Sag. Wow. Because I was hoping to at least uh, catch some. I've caught in two shinies in the game that aren't the get ponyta that they give you, which were a Geodude and a Roselia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not. No, no mass outbreak shinies. I'm a little sad about that. Uh, and lastly, the big news that a lot of people were like, "Yo, is this Detective Pikachu 2? No. <laughs> Instead, it's Generation 9. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet have now been announced in a new region inspired by Spain and Portugal. Yeah, this game honestly looks incredible. And it it was interesting at first because, yeah, it kind of didn't really look like a uh, mainline Pokemon game. Like, it, it kind of gave off vibes of kind of one of the side series. But uh, I, I think it's kind of good that they're moving more in that direction. I think it looks so much better than Sword and Shield did. Yes. And Sword and Shield is like four years old at this point now. Came out 2018. So uh, for people saying like people were surprised like, whoa, Gen 9 this early? No, it's like three, four years, which is usually when we get a new generation. Yeah, I think the big surprise is that we just had like two Pokemon games release not that long ago. And we're already getting another huge announcement. Um, But yeah, like for a mainline game, it does make sense. It has been a while. Um, but yeah, it was just so soon after a, f- a couple games that just came out. Yeah. Um, for what we know, a few other details. Uh, Pokemon Battles, instead of taking you to like that little isolated like screen with a background, depending on where you are, the battles will happen in the real world, sort of like Legends Arceus. Uh, however, unlike Legends Arceus, you can't just throw Pokeballs at the Pokemon. You still got to initiate a battle. But the wild Pokemon will all be walking around. Um, and from the looks of it, essentially the world is just like a giant wild area now. All open world entirely as well from what I from what we understand of the game. Yeah, it kind of seems like they're trying to go with a best of both worlds sort of thing where you can still kind of keep that traditional gameplay. But also it's a bit closer to I feel like what most of us imagined when we were kids thinking of like a 3D pokemon game uh where everything's out in the open you just see all of the wild pokemon roaming around it's like really close and hopefully they keep pokemon legends a thing and we can get both styles um uh side by side i I think that's that would be perfect i mean people have already been speculating that another legends is probably in the works with how popular this has become and people are hoping for a legends johto or celebi essentially That would be so cool. Gen 2 is my favorite, so I would love that. <laughs> it also just makes the most sense with how like ancient Johto has been portrayed in Gold and Silver and the games of like seeing the two ta- seeing the one the brass tower burn and living essentially that event would be super cool, I think. And then seeing like the birth of Raikou and Tei and Suicune, Ho-Oh and Lugia, Celebi in a time travel and how that gets you into this world i think it'd be super cool uh the last big thing about scarlet and violet i do want to bring up we also got our starters and they are officially named for the grass type you have sbrigatito aka the despacito cat is what i am calling it uh fue coco with a spicy crocodile pepper 
fire type, and Quaxley, our Donald Duck JoJo character. <laughs> the question is, who are you choosing? <laughs> I you am. Towards? I am leading towards Sprigatito or Fuecoco, Honestly, I want to see. <laughs> it's going to come down to who stays on four legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I am leaning towards Quaxley for now. <laughs> honestly they're all really good designs i love quaxley's little hat i've seen some designs that like of like fan designs of like quaxley becoming like a sailor pelican essentially mm-hmm. i'm like okay that looks kind of cool uh but yeah it's they're cool designs they're super cute i think uh the past like two st- starter rounds you've got in like all the pokemon have been pretty cute it's good to see that yeah, I'm really interested to see what Quaxley turns into. I think that will be I think it's like the most um it's the most open. They can go so many directions with it. Like you were saying, kind of like a sailor or like a pirate or something. Ooh, I, I just feel like they're gonna turn into like a really just like really cool Pokemon. <laughs> yes. It's really just like, I don't know. Uh I just have a feeling that they're going to be like kind of a Giga Chad Pokemon for some reason, <laughs> which is funny looking at the first form because it's just so just a little like duck. Just, you know? It's just a duck. <laughs> just a duck. Uh, also, fun fact about Fuecoco. Uh, Fuecoco is the first fire type starter that does not appear on the Chinese Zodiac. Oh, yeah. I actually did see that. It's It's really interesting. I didn't realize that the starters had been following that for so long. The fire types have been following that. I believe the grass types were all something plant-based, which is what they were all based off of. And the water types were all amphibious, which I think that's still kind of... That one still kind of lays true. Yeah. Uh, but that's that was the Pokemon Presents. 14 minutes, all of those headlines. Hopefully we'll see something down the line, maybe later this month or hopefully next month about Pokemon Home updates. Uh, but that's... Probably all we're going to see until probably E3 for Scarlet and Violet, if I was to guess. Uh, And with that, it's time to now talk about what else happened in this past week in the world of video games. This is the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. As for what came out last week, Babylon's Fall came out, as as well as Gran Turismo 7 for the Playstations, and Triangle Strategy is officially out for the Nintendo Switch. Oh wow, I didn't know Triangle Strategy was releasing uh, so soon, I'm gonna have to check that out, it looked interesting. Yeah, it's it looks interesting, I, I saw a couple reviews, it's like, I mean, it's, it's not a bad game from what I read, so that's good at least. Uh, in the world of news, DICE has come out uh, to talk about Battlefield 2042 updates, um, saying that they're going to be fixing a lot of issues with the game, being mostly being maps, because that is where the big issues are. And uh, when they add new maps, they're going to be a lot smaller, because the maps are too damn big. We've gone, we've gone too far. The maps, that kind of used to be the draw to Battlefield, but now it's gone too far. <laughs> and it's um, really dope nintendo news uh for people who love kirby kirby and the forgotten land has a demo available right now if you have not heard yet yeah i'm gonna have to play that i uh wanted to play it i think came out the other day but i have not been able to play it yet it looks really good yeah you can experience the first three levels and the first boss of the game in the demo interesting yeah me and emerald were wondering if it's gonna end up being a good speed game so this is a good time to 
check it out see if it has the sauce as a game Ooh. for that <laughs> the kirby the carby sauce because uh, you can't experience mouthful mode and carby within the demo uh, but people are losing their minds over what Kirby can do. If you press the up on the D-pad, Kirby does his signature high, and you can in Waddle D Town, all the Waddle Ds will wave right back. It is okay, the cutest amazing. thing ever. It is so and good. People are losing their minds over that on Twitter. Justified. <laughs> in some music video video game news, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. If you if you ever watched the music video for that. Uh, there was like a PlayStation One era like graphics of like a video game in the music video. Well, that that's now a video game. Uh, somebody made that an actual Californication the video game. It's a free to play game that you can play over on itch.io. So there you go, Californication. Now it's like seven levels as well. So you can check that out. It looks interesting. I yet to watch the Californication music video. I really should watch that. I yeah, know I the song. I'm, I might have, yeah, I definitely know the song. I feel like I might have seen it a long time ago, but I don't really remember. So I'm interested to see what that game looks like. In real world consequence news, mostly Russia consequence news, EA Sports has removed all Russian teams from the NHL and FIFA video games, and EA and Microsoft has stopped all of their sales in Russia entirely for obvious reasons. In upscaled video game news resident evil 2 3 and 7 are getting upscaled versions for the ps5 and series x later this year in some more microsoft news microsoft's flight simulator can now be played on mobile devices and that's because it's getting added to games pass ultimate which can be streamed into mobile devices huh. that's cool. so your iphone can run flight sim now possibly <laughs> yeah. i was like wondering how that works but yeah i guess that makes sense and speaking of subscription services, Amazon Luna is now available everywhere in the mainland USA. Uh, for some prices, I got them right here. If you want to get Luna Plus, that is $9.99 a month. The Family Channel, $5.99 a month. The Retro and Jackbox Games Channel, $4.99 a month. The Ubisoft Plus via Amazon Luna is $17.99 a month, uh, which is the same that Google Stadia customers pay. Amazon Prime, uh, $14.99 a month. And one thirty nine a year. I think that's for everything. If you wanted to do that, uh, if you had early access to it, however, you can lock in your original pricing of five ninety nine for Luna Plus and two ninety nine for the Family Channel. That's if you sign up for either service before March thirty first. As long as you maintain that early access subscription. So yeah, Amazon Luna now officially is now official and will probably be on future games list as it might get some exclusive stuff or some games later than others. In crossover news for everybody's favorite battle royale, if you can't hear my sarcasm in my voice, <laughs> tennis star Naomi Osaka is the latest addition to Fortnite. They're trying to compete with Smash Ultimate with the tagline, everyone is here, right? <laughs> I mean, they've already, I think they've surpassed Smash Ultimate for like how many characters are in this game. For sure. I, I would be surprised. <laughs> like you have like over, I want to say a hundred video game crossovers within this already plus sports will smith silk sonic like it's kind of nutty how much has happened in fortnite and now naomi osaka can shoot up those twisted towers <laughs> 
Uh, Forza Horizon 5 has expanded their uh, ASL support for in-game cutscenes now. So now you can have ASL everywhere you play on that game, which is really super cool and super accessible for those who rely on uh, ASL. Tokyo Game Show 2022 is now in person. It's confirmed it will be in person September 15th to 18th at the Makuhari Messe in Chiba, Japan. So look forward to that. Uh, if you are going to that or if you're going to be reporting on that or just watching everything from afar, you, you can look forward to some things happen getting announced during that. And some Twitch news. Twitch updated their community guidelines to reflect a new policy aimed at harmful misinformation actors. And in doing so, two prominent QAnon influencers have been banned from Twitch. Um, in Hideo Kojima news and Metal Gear Solid 5 being more confusing than it needs to be. Um, if you if you thought the plot of Metal Gear Solid 5 wasn't it was confu was confusing. Hideo Kojima legit tweeted that the lyrics to David Bowie's The Man Who Sold the World help you understand the structure of where the game goes. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is because at the start of the game, that song is covered by a different artist and plays at the beginning of the game. But yeah, if you listen to the lyrics carefully, apparently it's, that's, it's, that's how the game goes. So Hideo Kojima confirmed a David Bowie fan. And probably the biggest uh, controversy of the week in the gaming world, Artesian Builds. They found themselves in extreme hot water after some, probably the worst thing a CEO can do. Uh, so uh, during one of their live streams, uh, they announced the winner for one of their PCs for their ambassadors because they have a bunch of ambassadors and they give away PCs. So all you got to do is be an ambassador to enter. Small streamer Kia Pia. One, however, CEO Noah Katz then did like a whole 180 flip and refused her the reward by changing the criteria of winning because she wasn't a big enough streamer, didn't get enough views, and had like no clicks on the link in her about for Artesian builds. So, Intel stepped in because their logo is kind of all throughout the place in this, kind of forced Artesian builds to make an apology to this. A little bit too little too late for that, honestly, though. Intel kind of distanced themselves a little bit from this as well. Uh, and also, some of the bigger ambassadors for Artesian builds, specifically OTK, have dropped them entirely uh, as a sponsor. While other people, like Nick Merckx, have made statements to that do not support what happened and are currently in the midst of deciding whether or not to keep Artesian builds as a sponsor. This whole thing was absolutely crazy. Like, I actually, it's so unbelievable watching it. <laughs> they didn't really have, like, the self-awareness to, like, understand what they were saying is, like, bad. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. And the apology video is just awful, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't even know if it was a video or a statement. I honestly do not remember. I think there was both. I, I think I watched um, – I think Emerald was going over this a little bit on stream and talk, and like watching the, the apology video, and it was just so terrible. Like they're like a PC company, and then he's talking on like – it sounded like a headset mic. <laughs> it was really bad. Like you could barely understand him. And then there was like size when it was like, fine, we'll let people get PCs. And it's like, that's not the issue. Like, yeah, it's just how it was handled. Oh, yeah. 
Um, on the bright side of this, some really good people who also build PCs uh, gifted Kia Pia a new PC because she didn't even want the one from Artesian Builds after they said, fine, you can have it. She just completely denied it. Uh, but somebody was it was super kind enough to just build her a PC and gave it to her for free. No, nothing. That is awesome. Yeah, That was awesome. It showed the good of the world and united us against Artesian Builds. So if you're a small streamer who still supports them, I wouldn't, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't go near this company with a five-foot pole anymore. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had much interactions with them, but from what I've heard, their benefits aren't... There's hardly any, apparently, anyway. So it's like... You're really not missing out on much, even if you do drop them. Um, and apparently they're, I mean, I can't say anything personally, but I know that the PC they sent Miskiff was like really bad and they, you know, they were partnered with him. So it's like, that that's a really not a good look. So it always yeah. kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I was like, I, like, cause I even uh, got a pre-built in the last year and I was like looking through all of them and I never even really considered the brand. So I already kind of had a negative opinion on them. Uh, this only solidifies that. So, yeah, yep, they're, they're going down. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're we're about to see possibly a huge downfall for this. And I'm here with my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, some expansion news back for Blood. Their first expansion set to arrive in April. The Tunnels of Terror, adding two new playable characters, some new zombies, and a whole bunch more uh, to do in the game. Ubisoft, back uh, in uh, Ukraine news, they're providing emergency housing and funding for their employees and the people fleeing Kiev and the Ukraine of, and uh, and uh, the people fleeing Kiev and the Ukraine. That's the sentence. Uh, they've also donated two hundred twenty-three thousand to the Ukrainian Red Cross. Um, and also a donation news: Pokemon also came out and they, I believe, donated another two hundred thousand to Ukraine. Um, I don't remember if it was the Red Cross specifically or if it was another um, charity that's to help the Ukraine. Uh, but yeah, good on Ubisoft and good on Pokemon. Uh, Ubisoft especially because a lot of their employees do work right in Kiev, even though they are based in France. They do have a studio located in Kiev. So it is kind of scary for that. And we hope everybody gets out safe and stays safe. And lastly... And celebrities confirmed that are gamers. Robert Pattinson. Batman is a gamer now. <laughs> because while on a press tour for the Batman, it was in a fr- during a French uh, like show or an interview, the topic somehow got to the love triangle of Tifa, Aerith, and Cloud. And Robert Pattinson... He he was like gushing about like how it's like one of the best things that he's experienced in video games. <laughs> and that? was just really talking about like all the intricacies and like all the dynamics of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Robert <laughs> Pattinson, aka New Batman, is a gamer. Let's go. Uh, that's it for the world of video game news. In the world of TCG for Pokemon, Brilliant Stars is now available everywhere. You can get the new V-Star cards, Legend, uh, Arceus being the main V-Star card to get. Pokemon Go will be getting a TCG set sometime in the summer. Astral Radiance is the next TCG set that we'll be seeing come out May 27th. And in auction news, a Japanese promo Pikachu Illustrator holo card from 1998 has sold at auction on February 23rd 
for $900,000. Whoa, that's oh, wow, that's actually crazy. It broke the old world record uh, of a Pokemon card selling at auction. Wow. Almost yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, where does where do these people get this money from? That's what I want. Yeah, seriously. For a single card. Yeah, it's gonna be displayed on their wall like one of those like really fancy like artworks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> really expensive, <laughs> but it's just it's just a PSA ten <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> Hollow <laughs> framed in everything. Mm-hmm. Son, this is where my life savings went. <laughs> Whatever you do. Do not sell it. (laughs) Uh, In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! For for Master Duel updates, the new season for March has begun. However, there is still no new ban list for the game, uh, which I was talking to a couple of the Game Lounge crew about as we've been playing a lot of Master Duel. We're kind of surprised that there still isn't a new ban list yet uh, because the format's definitely been getting old and we're tired of playing the same Eldritch, Lyra Lusk, and Tri-Brigade decks. Please just update the ban list, Konami, for Master Duel. Please just update the ban list. Um, In actual TCG news, Speed Duel GX, the Duel Academy box, comes out March 18th. Tactical Masters on June 10th. Legendary Duelist Season 3 Collectible Dice on June 24th. Power of the Elements sometime in 2022. And Elemental Heroes Accessories on August 5th. And in Magic the Gathering news, the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty expansion is out now everywhere. And the Secret Lair and Street Fighter is pre in, available for pre-order up until March 18th. So to get your hands on those, those are exclusive cards that you can only pre-order online. And in the world of board game news, Critical Role's new D&D campaign book, Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep, co-designed by Matt Mercer, will be out March 15th. We got new details on the third edition for Betrayal at the House on the Hill. They actually released like a good 17-ish minute video, or Polygon wrote a whole article on it and everything. Um, release dates, April 1st in Europe, August 1st for the rest of the world, $55.99. Pre-orders are now available. And lastly, Dead by Daylight is getting a board game uh, that's uh, currently on Kickstarter if you want to go support it. And that's is everything in the world of video game, board game, and TCG news. Any thoughts on, last thoughts on those, Don? Yeah, really excited mainly for the Pokemon stuff and the new Kirby game mostly. Uh, there's a few other stuff, but those, those are like the main ones that I really have my eyes on. Yeah, Kirby Kirby's right now is uh, kind of what's getting me through March a little bit. Yeah. Kirby, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Let's go. Those are the three that are going to probably hold me through to March and then get me through April a bit. Because there's not a lot coming out in April, I think. There's maybe like one or two games I'm going for. Uh, Speaking of games and game releases, it's time to see what games are coming out this week. Here's what should be on your radar from March 7th to 11th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off, no games on the Monday, but on Tuesday, Jurassic World Evolution 2 Camp Cretaceous Dinosaur pa- the Camp Cretaceous Dinosaur Pack DLC is released. On Wednesday, RPG Time: The Legend of Right comes to the Series X, Xbox One, PC, and mobile devices. On Thursday, a bunch of games coming out on Thursday. Ashwalkers for the Switch, 
Aztec gods, Aztec forgotten gods for for everything. Chocobo GP for the Switch. Submerged hidden depths for everything except the Switch. Workshop Simulator for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Young Souls for the PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok DLC for everything that Ragnarok is on, or Valhalla's on. Distant Worlds 2 for the PC. And on Friday, WWE 2K22 for everything except the Switch. And dot hack slash slash GU last recode for the Switch. Which is a game for the dot hack uh, anime series. Chocobo GP looks interesting. <laughs> I hope that's good. Yeah, and those are the games. Yeah, I'm, Chocobo GP, I was actually reading a review right before we recorded. Um, it seems to be a hybrid of free to play and paid, uh, of a paid game and free to play. Huh. So they're, they're, they're releasing the light version, but there is also microtransactions in the full version. Okay. Uh, from what I gathered, the story mode is not bad. It's it's about your general story mode for a cart game, and the item the item system is very unique. As uh, is you get uh, you can power up. You basically get, like magic. So let's say you get fire fire, you can upgrade it to Fyra and then Firaga if you get oh. like the same colors, and uh, it becomes more powerful. I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, so I actually like that a lot. That's pretty cool. So that's uh, that, and they are doing seasons with the game. Season one is introducing both Squall, Leon Hart, and Cloud Strife as playable characters that you can try to get. Let's go. Um, and those are the games coming out this week. It's now time for us to jump into our main topics of the day. Here's what we're discussing this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. Starting us off, Dawn's been fucking killing it on YouTube recently. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so let's start there. So your YouTube content, what what's what is this con tell just tell us about your YouTube career now that you've been starting. Uh yeah, so at first I kind of just decided that uh I just wanted to kind of do some like random challenge runs and stuff. Um since I speedrun both Sonic Adventure one and two. I figured I would just do some random stuff here and there, do some like uh, playing with mods. Like originally I started off doing some of SA2's like hardest missions, just one handed. Uh, I commissioned a mod to do uh, like a ring allergy, which is, you know, if you touch a ring, you take damage. And they weren't doing super well. You know, they were getting some views since I have, you know, people that watch me on Twitch and stuff. So people were watching, uh, but they were probably at like 50 to 100 views or something. Uh, but in the background the entire time, I was working on kind of like a big project, uh, which is basically what I would describe as uh, Summoning Salt bite-sized content, if you've seen Summoning Salt. Um, Summoning Salt does world record progressions of full games in their whole history, right? Uh, so basically, my idea was I wanted to take a single stage in a game and look at the world records only in that stage. Um, and see how it progressed, why it progressed, like the war behind it, and really in-depth explain everything that was happening. Uh, and so <laughs> because I was learning editing during this process and I just got a new mic, I was trying to figure out settings and compression and all everything that I needed for it, 
Uh, I started working on it in September, and it released in the end of December. <laughs> um, and at first, I was just like, you know, I had like, I think at the time I had 60 subscribers on my YouTube channel, uh, and I had been hyping it up. People in the community knew about it, even though even if they hadn't watched my channel before, so they were excited for it. Uh, and then I remember my goal, I wanted to hit about 1,000, I think it was. I was like, if this hits 1,000, it was a big success. Like 1,000 <laughs> views. Uh, yeah, 1,000 views, yeah, exactly. Um, and early on, it surpassed that really quickly. I think in the first like three days, it hit 1,000. And I was like, wow, this is like really, <laughs> it's like the meme. This is really doing numbers, you know? Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, about almost two weeks in, it got picked up by the algorithm. And uh, it just shot up and it did not stop for weeks. Uh, and at this point where it's sitting now, it's about to hit 32,000 in like the next couple of days. Wow. Um, yeah. And I went pretty much in the course of a month from 60 subs to like 1.6 thousand. Uh, so it's been crazy. Uh, and then after that, I dropped another one because they had um, in SADX, there's been a lot of like push in the main category. So I made a video about that and how uh that game is really close to breaking a minute b barrier essentially uh probably one of the last minute barriers that will ever be broken in the game uh and i basically it's a pay attention or you'll miss it sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> and that also did really well it's sitting at about thirty thousand now as well yeah holy shit i'm looking at it right now yeah so uh green forest uh this the hardest stage to speed run in Sonic Adventure 2, Green Forest. Uh about 31k views, uh just looking at the little small blurb. And then the discovery that will kill Sonic Adventure speedruns, 30,000 views. Yeah, that one was weird. I didn't really know how to phrase that video because or how to frame it. Um because the way that I described it, right, is very different than that title. Um but there's two parts to it. It's a uh, the runner Nixer, who uh, has had m has been trading back and forth world records with the other top runner of the category, KD4, uh, pushed the category down like 30 seconds in the course of like a month. Uh, so that's mostly what this video is about. And then the second part of it was a very, very risky strat that can make, uh, make the record go down like another 20 seconds. Uh, and so the video is kind of framed around those two things. And I think that the angle of this discovery is really like difficult. It makes the game 10 times more difficult uh, is, is just a more interesting angle. So that's kind of why I framed it that way. But it's kind of a two-parter video. It definitely is. Um, and looking at everything else, you, you roughly average like 1.3K per video essentially as well, which is really impressive for only having about a little over 10 videos on the channel yeah um i've been trying to kind of you can kind of see it on my channel i'm kind of having a bit of a um i'm trying to figure out what sort of content i want to be my main content um because i think the speedrun like the the series that i'm calling it is speedrun evolution um have been the most popular by far but i don't know if that's all i want to do um that being said, I uh, <laughs> I am working on another one right now. It's been almost two months since I released the last one, uh, but I 
another one is in the works. I was originally planning to have it release around the same time as this podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's been uh, a doozy to put together. So it's going to be a little <laughs> bit longer, but uh, I think that one will also do well. It has a very interesting premise, I think, and we could we could talk about it a little bit. If yeah, you want. absolutely. Actually, um, what is so? What is this third uh, this third speedrun evolution? Yeah, so the next one is going to be focused on a crazy gadget. Um, oh, going, okay. going back to SA two. Uh, the weird thing about this one, though, is that uh, the history of crazy gadget is basically just skipping it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, I think. Summoning Salt's original video for Hero Story like sh- shone like a decent light on it, but I feel like we could go a lot deeper with that as well. Yeah, so that that was kind of my thought process was like if I wanted to make videos like this, uh, SA two at first kind of seemed off limits to me because it was like Summoning Salt had done a video, but then I was kind of thinking about it and some of the most interesting stories Summoning Salt was barely able to touch on because you know the video is forty minutes long already. It's hard to go in super in depth about every little thing. So uh, I have the ability to one, uh, go more in depth and have a little bit more information and nuance to a lot of the points that I make about the skips and all of that. Um, and then also I have a few years after where um, we've learned, <laughs> as Savic said, we've only learned to go slower. But <laughs> the thing is, is that it's more consistent and uh in Summoning Salt's own words, uh, Crazy Gadget Skip Skip was known as the ultimate risky strategy. Like it, going for it was just admitting that your run was over, uh, that you're throwing it away. And now, like we have people that are um, like in the top fifty instead of like what only world record candidates are going for it. Like most people that are in contention for a decent time are going for it, and they're hitting it first try because uh, the things we the setups we have for it now are a few seconds slower, but they're much, much more consistent. What would you say the most riskiest strategy in a hero speed run is now? Um, well, there is a fast final rush skip, which is literally going through a kill plane. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that's, that was going to be like. I feel like this is that it, fast FR is probably the the riskiest strat to go for now. Yeah, um, it. Also, the, the thing that really sucks about it is if um, if it was one of those things where it was like earlier on in the game, like maybe the fifth split or even like the tenth split, I think people would go for it every run. But because it's the last split in the run to essentially people have estimated that's about a one in eight chance to make it through the kill plane and uh, getting a world record level run or whatever, like to that point, <laughs> just to throw it away for 10 seconds feels like so awful um and no one's even even in world records no one's gone for it since we've discovered the consistent final rush skip because that 10 seconds for the guaranteed run is worth it yeah essentially the only reason to really go for fast fr is during a marathon run to try and get it for the walls yeah or if your run is like just barely not able to pb and uh you can save it those are like yeah those are really the only two reasons you'd ever go for it yeah it's kind of kind of crazy because even during summoning salt's original video he even that was still like one of the like at the time that it was being discovered and whatnot it was still risky and not much has changed for that fast fr skip no more not much has changed it's just good luck (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where I think like they've found a somewhat consistent setup. But the problem is, is it's like 
it just loses so much time that it doesn't even matter. You may as well just go for the regular one, right? And it's like we have a better understanding and we have setups to make it consistent, but just due to the nature of it, like the only way it saves time is going for it the risky way. Uh, so what other content do you have planned aside from uh, the crazy gadget speedrun evolution? Yeah, so uh, I I have <laughs> – it's really funny. Obviously, I can't talk about everything. But the other day, um, I had just finished – oh, it was before uh, – we'll, we'll get into this later. But I went to an event recently. And before that event, I didn't want to start working on a video. I wanted to wait till I got back. Um, so I took a lot of the ideas that I had and I plotted them out into a schedule. <laughs> and now Let's I have a, a plan of videos until like 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yo um, let's go so and and that's if i do it all in these time schedules which i kind of doubt <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what are the time schedules look like like a video a month type thing or yeah so i was thinking originally doing like something like every two like depending on the video like two to three weeks um is the is what i was thinking two to three weeks per each video um but yeah exactly that doesn't really leave much time for breaks right yeah um which is kind of why i was thinking um it, it might be pushed more we'll just have to see that that's the hard part is right now i don't really have like a good idea um but also not all of the videos are going to be uh the speedrun evolutions right like i have one planned uh and i can't even really claim this on my own this was completely thought of uh i actually had a, sep a separate video um thought of uh, that was very similar, but it was going to be top 10 rarest pieces in Sonic Adventure 2 and talk Ooh. about why they're so rare. But someone else in the uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Discord, one of the mods actually, Drum Basher, came up with a very, very similar idea, but it was the rarest piece instead of top 10. <laughs> oh. um, and so it's kind of the same idea, but it goes really in depth about explaining the piece generation algorithm and what makes it so rare. Um, if you know SA2, like hunting in depth, uh, there is a, a potential t uh, 1024 sets that can spawn. And this piece isn't in any of them. <laughs> um, there has to be very specific conditions, and then you need to die for it to spawn. Uh, so that's what makes it so rare. But a video like this, um, scripted out and everything, only ends up being most likely, I mean, obviously I haven't made it, but I'm assuming it'll be about three to four minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, and it'll be much easier to make, which kind of gives me some breathing room. Um, as well as some challenge videos here and there. I, I don't want them to be the main thing on my channel, but uh, I do want them to be there because I am a streamer and I do <laughs> also do other content. I do speed runs. So occasionally there will be random challenge videos. Um, and then also some like PB VODs and stuff, just some, some like random things here and there, but speedrun evolution is kind of like my main thing. I was looking at the challenge run videos you had. I think the one with the most views was uh, the Sonic colors and credits challenge, which had about <laughs> 12,000 views. Yeah, it was really funny. That was actually my first video that I uploaded when uh, I was like finally actually starting to like, when I was deciding to make content, um, and it did really well, even though um, I that video is completely unedited. It's literally just me doing a run while the yeah, Sonic it's, it's, it's the essentially credits. the VOD. It's essentially yeah. like that part it's of just the, the VOD. VOD. Yeah. 
It's the only video that's unedited on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great challenge. It's a funny challenge to do uh, with, for those who don't know. So Sonic Colors Ultimate has a longer end credit scene than the original one, I believe. Yeah, which was already absurdly long. <laughs> yeah, it was already. So Don took it upon himself to uh, try and do a hero story speedrun in SA2 while the end credits were going on <laughs> in uh, Colors Ultimate. And he al- you almost got to, you almost yeah. did it. Spoiler. It wasn't he, even that good of a run. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost did it. <laughs> he almost did it. I think if you got CE skip and then didn't, because I know that you restarted the run a bit as well. Uh, but I think if you didn't do that and you got the CE skip first try, I think we might have had it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It was it's kind of crazy. It's super crazy. The other one I thought of, too, is uh, I didn't think about this until later, but uh, SE2 actually does have an any percent, and um, it involves doing a wrong warp, basically. And it's actually done in under 30 minutes, so you can definitely beat sa2 before the sonic colors ultimate credits are over it's definitive that you can it's just like can you actually do it if you're trying you know it's the hard part (laughs) what 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 does any percent look like i've actually never really heard of any percent for just sa2 yeah so the reason any percent is very much kind of a meme thing is because like i mentioned it's a wrong warp um i actually i do plan to make a video on this eventually it'll be pretty cool i think um because it's just so Nobody really knows about it. Uh, it's yeah. kind of tucked away on the main leaderboard, but it does exist. Uh, so basically what happens is you start the run by going into two-player. Uh, and what this does is if you go into two-player and go into the hunting, uh, SA2 has this funny thing with flags where when you start that, it sets a flag to send you to one of the next stages, right? But if you complete that before you get to the third one, that flag never gets cleared. Um, so you go and do a dark story run until Radical Highway, and then you do this thing called a chow key glitch, which is essentially when you grab the chow key without it being loaded in. So you go far enough away from the chow key to have it deload, but it's still technically grabbable. So you, before the game can catch up to where Shadow's position is, you grab the chow key, finish the stage, and then it warps you to where you, that sa- that flag was set, um, which in the route that they use in World Record is Security Hall. So you warp to Security Hall as Shadow. <laughs> what you do there is you continue doing the chow key glitch, and then where the back ring normally is turns into a goal ring for Shadow. So you do the chow key glitch, you hit the goal ring, and it counts as like um, advancing the story. And then you do that, like, I think it's 39 times. (laughs) And then you complete the the goal normally to not have the flag resend you to security hall. And it teleports you to the credits of the game. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's absurd. (laughs) That is entirely... Hey, yeah, I, I have anticipation for when that video is yeah. in the works now it's gonna be really hard to explain in a way that actually makes sense because it just is so hard to wrap your head around like even though i kind of understand it I, it's still confusing to me <laughs> I'll, I'll take it that the goat herself katie four holds the world record for that category yep. <laughs> it's actually one of the most like contentious records though people have taken it quite a few times oh really um, okay but yeah katie does currently hold it wow 
Wow, incredible. That's so yeah. that is nutty. Yeah, it's it's not as much a like very flashy run. It's more of like it exists for the fact that it can exist, you know? It's just like yeah. kind of a showcase. Yeah, I def- I definitely see that. That's that's cool though. Definitely cool. Um anything else you want to add about your YouTube videos before we move on to the second part of this? Yeah, uh, one quick thing I forgot to mention. I actually have – I had a really cool idea that's probably going to be one of my upcoming videos. Like I would probably say like early summer is when it will come out just because of the nature of how long it takes to make a video. Um, so recently, me, Emerald, and Swift Ike did a 12-hour challenge for Breath of the Wild speedrunning. And I was trying to figure out what's an interesting way to make a video about that, right? Like – You've seen 12-hour challenges done so many times. Um, but I was trying to think, like, what is the best way that I could, like, make some sort of content out of this, especially for a creator like me who does heavily edited stuff. Uh, cutting together the VOD and making a video probably wouldn't make for something that my viewers would really want to watch. But I came up with an idea called a speedrun review. So I can, like, actually review how it is to learn that game as a speedrun, do I recommend it? Do I not? Uh, I can rank how good the community support and interactions are. I can rank like how fun it is as a game, how difficult it is to learn, how long it takes to learn, all of that stuff. Um, and <laughs> this is going to be one of those projects that takes a long time. <laughs> like I've been working on this for like a month or two now, and I still haven't even completed any percent because it's this this game in particular is hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. It'll be fun, and I, I think this is probably something I'm going to try to do once or twice a year, completely learn a new speed game and just put together everything, all of my feelings about it, how good the experience was and all of that. Um, so I think that'll be a really interesting idea, and I'm excited to do that. I think it's going to be cool. That's awesome. That That's super awesome, actually. I look forward to that eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be a few videos down the line, so yeah. May, maybe June. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, very back to the thing you talked about or mentioned a bit earlier is an event that you went to, Glitch Infinite. So, first off, how was Glitch? How how was it being to an in person event in probably in two plus years? Probably. Yeah, I'll say like I really haven't left wherever I'm living outside of like errands and stuff. Um, the only time I've left is when I went to go visit family for the holidays. Um, that was like the first time I've actually gone to do anything like this past holidays, like for Christmas and everything. Uh, so it was really cool to go. One, not only go to an event with friends and stuff, because it's been such a long time. Um, but I got to meet a lot of uh, people that I've known online for a really long time, like Emerald, AF Wagers, Freezy Pop, like a whole bunch of just really cool people. And uh, it was it was a really good time. Yeah, I've, I've heard some stories from M and Joy specifically, uh, specifically about uh, I, I think there's one I want to bring up. that Essentially, you caused probably the best joke in the Emerald community by far. Of shorter old. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was actually really funny because uh, <laughs> as soon as I sat down, because uh, we all arrived at different times, and I was the first one to get there. So M picked me up from the airport, and then we sat down in the car, and I was like, what if I just did like at everyone and then said something just like 
just said something weird and we were just brainstorming what it would be and then (laughs) (laughs) we essentially we eventually settled on that and he was like dude i can't believe this (laughs) and then i was like nah i won't do it i won't do it and then a couple days later i was like nah i should do this this would be really funny And then um, it was hilarious seeing a ton of people that usually just hate being pinged, right? And they were like, originally, I was mad about this ping because I added everyone in Emerald's server. Emerald is short. I think <laughs> I think the one that stands out the most was Savik's reaction. Of, I, I'm reading all the reactions. I see Savik's. It's just I was originally angry that I was pinged, that everyone was pinged about this, but now I am a-okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good bit. I'm, I'm glad I actually went through with it because I was not going to for a while, but it was funny. Uh, and uh, you're a taller, you're a tall guy. Mm-hmm. So where does Emerald like weigh up on you a bit? <laughs> we're talking actually. Yeah, uh, he's either like half an inch or an inch taller than me, and I'm oh, six shit. six foot. So he's he's either like yeah, like six and a half or six one, I think. Um, or yeah, I don't know. It's he was definitely like a tad a tad bit taller than me. Okay, so at a shorter old, not that short. Yeah, he's not he's not actually <laughs> short. So sorry sorry to break the immersion, but it's a funny bit. <laughs> it, it's a, it, I think it's a great bit. It's the funniest bit. Yeah. One more um, story I would like to bring up real quick that I heard overheard from Joy was back in your guys' hotel room where Drunkerold emerged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, Angel Rose Star, if you've seen her in the chat, uh, GDQ... Uh, Angel's been to apparently quite a few GDQs, so we've heard stories about the legendary Cinna Juice, which is uh, Angel's concoction of – I forget exactly what's in it. It's some sort of mix of like orange juice, vodka, and some other stuff. Oh, God. Uh, it's but it also like has juice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Um, but it has some food coloring in there, and uh, is this, I guess that's what it's called, right? It just makes it like uh, – a sparkly bluish green, like kind of turquoise. And it is just so good. Like you don't even feel the alcohol in it at all. And it's very dangerous. Oh yeah. If you don't (laughs) Um, taste the alcohol, it's, it's very dangerous. I can speak on that from my college days. And uh, my boy, (laughs) Nick Nielsen, who's been on the podcast before, uh, he would bring some jungle juice to some of the parties that were in there. And Oh my God, that or combat juice is what he called it. My (laughs) God. God, that stuff is dangerous. Classic. Uh, but yeah, it was very easy to just kind of let yourself just kind of forget that it's alcohol. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the first night, there was a lot of drinking. I personally didn't do a ton. Like, I, I had enough to just be having a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the next night, I didn't even get to drink much because uh, – I was actually doing commentary for AF Wagers around the next morning, but the the night before, Wagers and M both got very drunk. <laughs> like not before the run, but the night before that. Yeah, and, uh, it was pretty funny. I have some videos from it. Um, <laughs> it. They're not even like them doing really dumb stuff. It's just playing like games and stuff. And then they yeah. ended up doing. Um, they ended up like playing each other in Smash, super drunk, which was a funny uh, experience. Drunk to, to Smash is always great. As a guy <laughs> who's witnessed it many times, it's always fun to see that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what were some of the high and lows of Glitch Infinite uh, for you? Um, 
Hmm. Well, the high was definitely uh, actually getting to do commentary for Wagers Run. The the thing that was like scary for me that originally I wasn't going to do that. Um, okay, so yeah, let me let me explain a little bit about what the event is for people who don't know. Uh, Glitch Infinite is primarily a Smash Ultimate uh, tournament, um, but recently they've been trying to start doing a speedrunning event on the side. So they actually had in-person. And since uh, we were all already going, me and M actually didn't get to submit a run, but Wagers did get one in on time. The problem was, was his run is at like 8.30 in the morning. (laughs) And uh, the plan was to get very drunk the night before. (laughs) So personally, I was like, no, I don't really want to do that. I kind of just want to hang out and have a good time. But uh, as I saw the event, I was like, wow, I don't think I'm going to have too many chances to like do commentary or even do a run in person uh, over the next like year or two, right? So I was like, I kind of want to take this chance uh, and just do it. And I ended up doing it. It sucked because I did not get almost any sleep at all that day, and it was the last day of the event. So it's kind of unfortunate to just be super tired, but it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad I did it. We got some nice pictures from uh, Wager's good friend, Blast You. Um yeah, I've seen the pictures. Cool they are phenomenal pictures. You guys, yeah. you guys looking hella fresh for this one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we were we had a good time. It was it. We didn't. I don't think we showed that it was eight eight thirty in the morning. Uh, it definitely we, didn't show that. Yeah, well. no, it definitely looks like it was like maybe midday, close to evening, with how the lighting was. But again, like you can with photography, you're able to do so much with that. But like you guys, definitely didn't look. I just woke up a couple hours ago. <laughs> yeah. The the low was that me and M did not get to arm wrestle like we wanted to. Um, that This was something that we were planning on doing for a long time. And then the Saturday night, um, we were going to stream it on M's channel, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I don't think we should do it tonight because like, the our room didn't get cleaned that day. And so it was a mess from the night before. And he was like, I don't know if I want to like completely get rid of our setup for smash and everything. So we were just like, eh, we'll do it tomorrow. And then on Sunday we were just burnt because it's the last day of the event. We're just so tired by the time we got back. Uh, so we just didn't end up doing it at all, which was sad because uh, that was going to be the beginning of the SA two player arm wrestle tier list. It's going to be the start of everything. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, um, there's hopefully like, a gdq event or whatever that you can do it ne- get it next time so mm-hmm. definitely uh, so we, we have the future to look forward to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great um anything else you want to add on either youtube or glitch or any future irl events that you plan on going to before we move on to the second topic uh, two things, I guess. I'm actually, well, I guess this will be probably passed by the time the podcast is released, but uh, this weekend there is a, a Sonic Adventure Era marathon going on, uh, which is just the Sonic Adventure Era games. So, like, it starts from Sonic Adventure 1, Sonic Adventure 2, Heroes, 06, and Shadow. Um, so all five of those games are the only games at the marathon. I'm actually doing my first marathon run for that. Um Which I think is a good one to start with because most people around are pretty comfortable with me and already know me. Um, So it'll be, you know, I won't be as nervous as doing like, say, like a GDQ as my first run. Um, But I do plan to be submitting to GDQs in the future, Um, whether it's SA2 or if I end up picking up Frontiers or whatever it is. Um, 
And then also, yeah, I'm going to try to go to TwitchCon this year because uh, there's a good chance I'll be back in California um, after this summer. I'll probably be moving back to California, and there's a good chance we'll end up in like San Diego or something, and that's where it is. So well, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely no reason to not go. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely – I'm still debating uh, whether or not I do want to go to TwitchCon myself, uh, mostly because job and – yeah time getting time off for that me being part-time i've already booked time off for like a decent vacation Mm -hmm. uh so it's gonna be tricky trickier to try to get some more time off like that so twitchcon's a weird one too because you don't really know how much you're gonna get out of it as well exactly yeah yeah unlike other events yeah like twitchcon is more of like figure it's figuring out who you know on twitch is going as well yeah exactly so it, it's kind of dependent on other people and if you don't really know anyone then it's kind of like well is yeah, this exactly. really worth <laughs> exactly so i think for me it's still going to be a wait and see and mm-hmm. read the room of everybody i know to see who's all going to see if it's yeah. that worth yeah for me because i'm so close and it's like it'll probably be driving distance i'm probably just going to go regardless because i'm sure i'll know one or two people at the le- at the very least yeah so exactly well pog okay then uh, moving on to our second topic of the day, uh, we're actually going back into the topic of speedruns, specifically your speedruns, and an update on where you stand on them since last we spoke. So let's start um, with this leaderboards position. Your like top five I'm fourth now? Place. I'm fourth yeah. place currently. That's uh, originally back. I think when we had you on last, you were still you were in the top ten. Yeah, I think, I, think like, I had actually just gotten top 10. Yeah. I think if I remember, the last time I was on was um, at, after the Hero Story Tournament, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, during the Hero Story Tournament, uh, I think it was during the break of um, between group stages and bracket, I got my first top 10 run. Um, so yeah, that must have been not probably, we probably talked like a couple weeks after uh, that PB. So yeah, uh, last time I was just barely top 10. And and now you've gone all the way to to fourth place. Yeah. So how do you feel about your current time? Where do you feel you need to improve it? Um, And what do you like about it so far with your current PB? Yeah. So uh, the the funny thing is uh, when I came back, I came back in late 2020. uh, And it's it's funny because I dropped my time from just barely sub 30 all the way to like 22 within the course of like six seven months um but it still feels like i've improved more uh since the last time (laughs) i was on the podcast uh even though it doesn't my time has only dropped like 30 seconds or something uh i genuinely do feel like i have improved more during that period of time which is kind of crazy to say um yeah i think my pb is probably the closest to my skill level that i've ever had um but I still feel feel like I can do better. I've been grinding. Uh, mostly the the aisles that I need to improve to catch up is the Tales and Sonic stages. Um, yeah, because you are few... arguably one of the best Knuckles players now. Yeah, I think um, if you were to rank uh, Knuckles players in Hero Story in particular of like the top twenty, I would probably be number one or like it's probably it's either like me or Katie really. But the, the difference is. Um, there's a lot of decision making and stuff that goes into it. So I would say I probably have a slight edge over Katie, even if Katie's movement is still a little bit better. Um, 
but yeah uh that that is like the biggest advantage for me is that i consistently get good knuckles times uh whereas other people kind of are a little bit more dependent on rng than i am um but yeah, there's certain stages like City Escape and Metal Harbor, Pyramid Cave that I was kind of lacking on, and, and Crazy Gadget as well. Uh, I've been grinding those out a ton and been getting golds left and right in those stages um, and dropping my times by a ton since this last PB. And in the last PB even, <laughs> I I lost some time to the Sonic stages, even though I would have considered that I was better than my last PB. I actually lost time. Um so there's a ton of time save for me in those splits. I'm just kind of waiting until I get the right run. The only thing that sucks is I'm probably going to have to start taking a small break because uh, I've been, as I mentioned, I think before we started the podcast, uh, I've been looking for a job again so you know I can pay the bills and whatnot. So I'll probably have to be streaming a little bit less, uh, which is unfortunate because I think right now kind of my goal is second place. Um Oh yeah, and it's it's at this point it's not far off. I'm only about twelve seconds away, um, so like that that's realistic that I could get get that in one PB, um, and even if I don't hold second place for long, because I know Trader is due for a PB. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can beat his current PB. I know I can do that. Uh, so for me right now, I kind of have this time crunch of uh, Trader is uh, visiting his uh, long distance girlfriend right now. Yes, and so I kind of have this time where I'm like, hey, I could actually beat his time, and you know, even if it doesn't last, I could say I was second place in Sonic Adventure 2's main category. So that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the other person you'd be bopping is Aura. Uh, Iden. Oh, Iden. Oh, yeah, Iden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iden's been kind of MIA for like since like early 2021. Um, but they got a really good time and then just kind of dipped out. Which is what you do, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, when you when you get a time that you're like really happy with, it's like, it's like... you have to make a decision. Um, am I going to continue grinding to improve? Because I'm going to have to pass this level or do I just say I'm happy with that? And uh, I've been having to make, for my last three PBs, I would say, I had to make that decision. And at first, the decision was always, I'm okay with this. Um, but then the more I think about it, I'm like, I can do better, though. <laughs> and that's what keeps me continuing to grind. And, and this, I think this last PB was the first one where I was like, I don't want to take a break. Like, I actually want the 21. It's right there. It's only... My current time is a, a, a low 20, 2213. Um, it's basically 2213 flat. Uh-huh. I need to save 13 seconds and I will break probably the last minute barrier I'll ever break in this category, most likely. Because <laughs> um, world record isn't even a 20 yet. So Yeah, world record by KD4 is a 21. Is it a 21 or is it a 20? It's a 2121. 2120. Oh, 20. That's uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm within a, a minute of record. I would like to, I think, end game for me is I'd like to be within about 20 to 30 seconds of it. Um, and then I'll decide if I ever want to push for record. But uh, Katie's really good. So even if I got close, it, it kind of feels like, you know, even if I got close, it would just be motivating to her more than like for me. Yeah. You know, do you think anybody w- will be able to eventually match KD4's world record? I think right now the only person that could is Trader, um, and he would need a really good run. Uh, I mean, obviously, like even KD needs a good run to beat KD. Yeah, tr- true. <laughs> um, 
but traders current pb let me let me take a look i actually have the top 20 doc right here um i believe let me let me double check before i say this uh i think though into yes into death chamber uh which you know is pretty far into the run uh traders pb is only five seconds behind katie's uh and even even before that uh into pyramid cave it was a uh, trader was only two seconds behind um trader is like i think trader has the second best pace ever out of aquatic miner like uh, like right behind katie it's like the second best pace ever in uh wow. Trader's current pb which is why i'm like it's kind of a like if i if i get second place it's kind of a steal because <laughs> trader, <laughs> trader is the second best player right now um and he's kind of still getting back into hero a little bit um so when he irons out the issues that he's been having Trader is a record contender, even if it doesn't seem like it on paper. Um, I think people are like really quick to dismiss uh, people based on the, off of their final time when Trader was literally on record pace almost. <laughs> I think um, Trader is definitely like the most well versed in practice with all the 180 runs he does. He knows yeah, and 180 record, right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, he holds the 180 record now. Got, I got, I, I got, I got admit, the Canadian speedrunners coming out. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. That's why. That's why I'm. I'm. I'm trying to be like. I think. I, I can't even think of the last time there was uh, an American in the top three of here of uh, Hero Story. Like the only. I think we only have one American uh, world record holder. So it's like I would love to see myself like kind of show some representation because we have most of the top twenty is American. So it's really weird that. Uh, we've just never really been a dominant force in like the top three. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think it would, that would also be cool. And um, even if I do get second and then Trader bops me again, uh, or not again, but bops me or whatever, um, I'm still in top three. <laughs> That's true. Cool. True, exactly. <laughs> or all you got to do is get the item bop, which yeah, is exactly. probably not as much as the Trader bop would be. Yeah, so the the Iden and Trader are within a second of each other, so that's oh, why. Oh, okay, like, okay, so okay, so it's essentially well you bop one, you most likely bop the other. Yeah, and <laughs> it would be a tragedy considering that Trader's time is a twenty two oh one that I didn't get the twenty one if I bop oh, Trader. Yeah, okay, fair. Okay, that, <laughs> that is definitely fair. So I'm that, kind yeah. of shooting for all three at once, which would be the best timeline. But we'll see. <laughs> definitely would be the best timeline. <laughs> Um, so Sonic and Tails are the two that you need to work on more specifically, as you said earlier. Yeah, I think um, I think they're at a good en- a good enough level now. It's just um, one of the things that I kind of realized watching Katie was that Katie doesn't even need good RNG at this point to get a twenty one, and so I'm kind of realizing um, that even if I'm sitting here and grinding and I don't end up getting the twenty one right away, uh, there's like a light at the end of the tunnel where if I just keep improving, it'll happen regardless of the rng right um so that it's it's like motivating and also like scary because it's like wow i have so much to improve on <laughs> yeah it's like it could be motivating scary and also I, at times probably infuriating yeah but uh it, it is good to know that there is progress i can make like guaranteed so what's next when you do eventually hit the the 21 what's after that uh, yeah so right now i'm kind of in this weird spot where uh my plans are kind of focused around Sonic Frontiers, and it's still a bit out. Obviously, mm. I we think still don't know much least, about Frontiers. 
Yeah, I think at the very least, like November is probably the earliest release date possible for it. Um, and so I'm kind of trying to get everything settled in the games that I currently run. Like I want to get uh, times in Sonic Adventure 2 that I'm happy with. I want to get times in Sadex that I'm happy with, Sonic Adventure 1. Um, or And also I want to get a solid uh, Breath of the Wild any percent time since I've been grinding it for a while and I haven't even completed a run yet. <laughs> uh, just because the end game gauntlet is so hard. Yeah. Uh, I really need to practice that. The four blights and then calamity and then beast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with three hearts and a dream. Yeah, with, with three hearts. Yeah, that's the. I don't think I as as cool as much as I love Breath of the Wild. I do not think I could ever run that game on a speedrun level. It's tough. It it takes a lot of time to even get to the point where you can complete an any percent run, but uh, it is it is really fun and really rewarding once you finally start to get stuff down. I think some of those tricks look cool. I think they look super mm-hmm. cool. I like the the goblin bounce. Is it goblin bounce? What's it called when you bounce off of a goblin's head? Um, bullet time bounce. Bullet time bounce. They should have just yeah. called it goblin bounce, man. That would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm all for the funny names. <laughs> yeah, they, they do have some um some funny names for other tricks, but I I don't know about one for that. Like I know a uh, small ant calls wind bombs. He calls them uh, boomy zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i forget what the official name is uh or like what people there was like a, a contention for the name of what it's called people ended up settling on wind bombs but there's still some people they call it something else i know it abbreviates to bib and so whenever people say the that other version of the name i just call it bomb and booty <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it is the it kind of is it's booty and you go flying exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my contribution to the funny names for that game <laughs> let's go let's go um i know that the first topic you brought up uh when you do finally get uh your breath of the wild time uh that you do want to do like another 12 hour challenge do you have like an idea of what that other game will be <sighs> i honestly have no idea um but there's a ton of games i can think of like for example um celeste or a mario game like it could do odyssey or uh sm64 or uh sunshine um i I almost certainly wouldn't be another zelda game uh but there's a ton of games i'm interested in i mean minecraft makes sense but i don't i don't know (laughs) i I don't know i won't touch minecraft speed runs just because it kind of seems kind of maybe maybe once dream retires i'll get into minecraft speed runs because then i won't have to deal with the dream stands anymore and yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack behind minecraft (laughs) yeah there really is yeah i think i think a mario game makes sense uh a a game like celeste that has some really good movement also makes sense um hollow knight as well maybe metroid dread uh but yeah there's a lot of really interesting games uh if there's any that are particularly relevant like say for example um like I might do Sonic Frontiers or Breath of the Wild two, well, yeah, because that's all. I keep forgetting Breath of the Wild two is supposed to come out this year. Yeah, it's slated to come out this year, but it almost feels like it may not. Uh, but also, it does seem like Nintendo is trying to announce things um, closer to their actual yeah. release now. If, if the last so Nintendo maybe. Direct was to tell us anything, it's like, hey, look at all these games coming out within the next two months. And yeah. then here's some updates on games that we've told you about already, i.e. I. Splatoon and uh, yeah. 
and then announcing Xenoblade 3. It does feel like, though, that they probably would have already announced it if it's coming out this year is how I feel, or they'll announce it very soon. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that it's going to be maybe this time next year. Uh, I'm not too sure. But personally, I wouldn't mind that because I know I'm going to be focused on Frontiers. So if I have some time alone with Frontiers, then I will be more than happy to just play Breath of the Wild 2 for a while. Definitely. I get I, I feel I, I'm hoping we see something about Breath of the Wild 2 at E3. Yeah, I'm sure we will by then. Right. They have to. <laughs> People will riot if not. People riot. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add any, uh, before we move on to the bonus level? Pretty much, I hope Frontiers is a six-speed game. That's pretty much it. Speed I hope it's a good game. I just hope, I it's, hope a it's a good game. Good game. <laughs> and at the very least, I hope it's a good speed game because I know, like, apparently, Forces is a good speed game, but you know, not the best game. Yeah. So there's a world where that's even possible. I'm like, at the very least, for me personally, I hope it's fun to speed run because I'm going to do it anyway. I kind of just have to <laughs> as a Sonic creator, you know. True. It would be so troll to not try to speed run it <laughs> I, i'm just hoping it's a good game casually that's where i'm standing on it right now i just want it to be a good game man <laughs> i do definitely wish for both yeah <laughs> yeah Alrighty, with that it's time for us to start closing out the podcast and move on to the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history here's this week's bonus level and starting off with the community corner, where we grab questions from the official Tony's Game Lounge Discord, uh, which you can join by heading over to my Twitch channel, and we have a little button in my About page that you can click and join. Uh, starting off, uh, one question this week from the homie Ninja Frog. Let's go. <laughs> what are some impactful experiences you've had since uh, the existence of YouTube? Deep question from the frog of ninjas um i mean i definitely think it's changed how i think about things a lot like uh for example me and uh stellar recently uh another speed running homie uh we're kind of talking about like older videos uh like in particular thinking of like game theory and stuff right like <laughs> she had sent me some videos and i was like wow, I remember watching these like ten, almost 10 years ago at this point. I was like, I can't believe that's a thing. Like, I remember this thumbnail. That That's crazy. Um, so just some of those. Like, I think, um, uh, what, what was the one in particular? Oh, yeah, it was uh, It was like talking about why PewDiePie was so successful. And it's crazy <laughs> that till now it's still true. Like, PewDiePie is still up there. Um, and maybe not as active anymore but still i think the most subscribed like individual person if i remember yep still the most subscribed individual person so yeah that and, video and again like I, I find that pewdiepie is probably more active than we think he is it's just mm -hmm. we don't watch him as much anymore than, than we were younger yeah i mean i'm looking at this and every video is still millions so <laughs> you know yeah okay uh, well, that's it for this week's Community Corner. If you want to get involved in the Community Corner, like I said, join our official Discord, the Tony's Game Lounge Discord, and your questions can be featured in a following episode. Moving on to top five. Top five features on Sonic Frontiers. Top five features you'd like to see in Sonic Frontiers. I have a few ideas, but I don't know if they're exactly features. I mean, one definitely that's kind of a feature would be... Um, 
I mean, of course, the Chow Garden. It's kind of already been talked about a little bit that it's like people are kind of hinting at it, maybe a little bit of rumors. Um, I think if it had the Chow Garden, people will just be so much more interested in the game. And uh, on top of that, it's like there's the movie and everything. Like Sonic has some really nice momentum, and I'm like, this would be a great time to bring something like that back that will just have people buy the game almost exclusively just for that. Uh, one a feature I would like to see. I don't think it'll get implemented. It'd be funny. Uh, voice actor changing settings. Imagine if you could switch the video game voices to the movie voices. <laughs> okay, that would be great, and I could kind of see it happening at least for um maybe like the uh sound effects when you like homing attack or whatever right like Ooh, okay yeah that. sound effect i can see it for sound effects a lot more <laughs> instead of like oh yeah now you have knuckles and now you have idris alba <laughs> yeah like recording the entire game with the entire movie cast would be a lot i'm sure especially since i would imagine because like i've always heard that voice acting is like one of the last steps in games um you do that really deep in the process. And so that's probably something that's happening now or like recently happened. Um, and so like, I'm sure the movie people are like busy with, you know, like interviews and like press tours and stuff. So um, <laughs> I'm sure doing the, the full game would have been really difficult, but I mean, I would not complain. I think that's really I mean, cool. An Easter egg would be cool. An Easter egg would yeah, be cool. I think definitely. I, I would be, I would be pretty surprised if they didn't at least reference it. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There is usually a little bit of self-awareness in some mo- in the modern Sonic games. Especially Forces. That game had a lot of self-awareness for itself. Uh anything else you can think of for these top 5? We got we we figured out two. Yeah. I think uh one of the things I really want to see is uh and it kind of already feels like this is a thing. Uh, just based off of what we heard, because they've said that it's, you know, based off the Starfall Islands and stuff uh, with like different environments. I hope that it's kind of like um, it seems the most similar to like 06 funny enough with the way the hub world uh, hub world works, uh, where it seems like you go into stages based off of those like tower relic things. Um, and I, I hope that's true, because I think that's like. I just think that would be a really sick way to integrate stuff in like the whole open world. Like I, I just hope that there's like more movement options in open world as well. That's probably a fully separate thing, but uh, I just want to be able to run around the world and have a fun enough time doing that, that I'll just do that randomly. Yeah. When I'm bored. <laughs> I think like a nice little hybrid of like the hub worlds of like adventure in 06 combined with like the little, combined with like little challenge hub worlds of like um what you call it unleashed in a sense i would like to see like a hybrid of that yeah i'm I'm hoping for yeah like something like that and then with the open world that there's just really cool movement options that maybe expand more than beyond the stages because sonic has so much more room like the stuff on the walls kind in the trailer kind of looked like you can run on that and I hope that there's a whole bunch of cool stuff with things like that. So I think just because it's more open, he has more chances and abilities, hopefully, to do things, uh, is my hope. Okay. That's, I think, five things. Oh, one question I do have. Do you think Wisps will return? Um, I kind of hope not. <laughs> I don't mind them. I actually like the Wisp, but the thing is, it's like... I feel like it's just been overdone. It's been around for too long. What, what did Colors come out in like 2008? It's been like, you know, like f- almost 15 years. It's like, 
that's so long. <laughs> God, when like, did Clive's come? Like, 2000, I want to say it was like 2009. It could have been 2009, yeah. But still, it's been over a decade. It's like, I think we can kind of let that go. It was cool. I didn't mind it. It was kind of cool to have like the extra stuff. I think they were trying to work that into forces a little bit where like they were kind of doing new things with it a little bit. Um, but I think it's probably better to just kind of like start over the boost thing kind of from a blank slate and just kind of make it like basic, you know? I don't think that's a bad thing. Just kind of like dial in on what's good about it and just focus on that instead of the extra gimmicks. Like I think the open world is enough of a gimmick in and of itself that the stages can just do its own thing. And it was uh, 2010 that it came out. 2010. Okay, I was a bit off. Right, we were <laughs> maybe, both. Maybe I'm we thinking were both, we were only a little bit off. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking Unleashed. That it was that year. Yeah, Unleashed, Unleashed sounds first. like 08 or 09. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy okay. to think about. Yeah. Uh, with that, so to move on to this week in gaming history, March 7th to March 13th. Here's what happened in the past. On the 7th. 2006, at 1.31 a.m. Pacific, the one millionth user of the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection joined the network. Tuesday, March 8th, 2011, THQ released Homefront for the PlayStation 3 and 360 in, the nor- in North America. The 9th, 1996, Nintendo announces a delay in introducing the Nintendo 64 in Japan to, t- to June 23rd due to a lack of chips and delays in software development. March 10th, 1994, Sega released the Mega Jet video game system in Japan. The 16-bit system included four titles, uh, was able to accept plug-in cartridges, uh, hooks, it had to hook to the TV, and used a six-button controller. Rip Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Friday, March 11th, 1999, Sony files three requests with the San Francisco Federal District Court Regarding Kinetics' virtual game station product, Sony demanded that the Kinetics cease use of the PlayStation BIOS, deliver all copies of the BIOS to Sony, and give Sony all the prototypes of the Windows version of the software. The court rejected all requests. March 12, 1975, Alpex Computers applies for a patent on technology enabling consoles to play multiple games stored on ROM chips on game cartridges. And on the 13th, 2006, Nintendo's Papa Shigi, Shigi Miyamoto, that he's honored as a knight of arts and literature by France's Minister of Culture. That's really sick, actually. I didn't know Yeah, <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto is a knight of arts and, arts and literature in France. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know. That's actually really yeah. cool. The achievement of the week this week is in Gran Turismo 7, crossing the Atlantic together. Driving with other players online, you matched the distance covered by the first nonstop transatlantic flight, 5,810 kilometers or 3,610 miles. Uh, there's also a second achievement that uh, is like that. It's uh, crossing the Autobahn together where you drive the distance of the German Autobahn, which is kind of, I really like those that, that uh, kind of achievement. That's actually really cool. And the game of the week. I'm giving it to Chocobo GP. I'm excited for this one. That's a good one. <laughs> and cool. yeah, it looks cool. And that is this week's podcast. Don, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a good time as always. Yes, it always is. Where can we find you on the internet? 
Uh, so for now, it's pretty much just YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, uh, all under Don SR, and then it adds an underscore, Don SR underscore on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, Don SR on YouTube, Twitter, or YouTube and Twitch, sorry. All righty. And of course, you can find me over at Radio Tony on Twitter and Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, where we post highlights of the podcast. Twitter, however, doesn't like me posting my highlights there anymore. So you can find those on Twitter and Instagram. And also, I do want to shout out my boy, Sun Mellow Fellow, real quick. He just put out his brand new video, which is essentially, if you want to see what we do on stream at the Game Lounge, oh boy, it's some crazy Yu-Gi-Oh! content. You can go check out his latest video and laugh your ass off like I did, because it's really fucking funny. (laughs) Um, Don, thank you once again for coming out today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with our Destiny Insider Jackson to talk about the Witch Queen and much more. I will see you back here next week in the Game Lounge. Bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.